everybody. Welcome to the Meg's Podcast. We're here to make you laugh, bring you a little encouragement, and remind you to squeeze the good today. Hey, welcome back. I'm Meg. And I'm Megan. When life gives you lemons, turn off your cell phone and spend some time with your people. (laughs) Yep. I pretty much wanted to throw my cell phone and my daughter's cell phone out the window this weekend. That's what we're chatting about on this episode. Uh, It was a doozy of a weekend. Yeah, we've got some stories for (laughs) y'all. It was crazy, but we'll we'll get to all that. It's good stuff too, though. Um, listen, we want you guys to find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Meg's Podcast. Throw us a like or a comment. We just really love connecting with you guys. And just a reminder that we are listener supported. We have six great ways that you can show your support. All you have to do is head over to themegspodcast.com. There is a blue button. Just find that blue button in the menu. It says support us real big, and you can figure out those six ways. We really appreciate it. We do. It means the world to us. And that's some good stuff Um, that we have listeners and that they support us. (laughs) And we love love them. Uh, Megan, what else has been good for you this week? Okay, this is kind of a big one. I haven't told you this yet. Are you ready? I love it when we're recording and... And there's like surprises and new things that you're going to spring up on me. I have no idea what you're fixing to say. Yeah. So um, I I don't know. I, I don't know if it's hormones because I'm, you know, approaching my mid-40s or just crazy like in the brain. I just feel like I have so much in my head that I haven't fi- – I just can't figure out how to get out. So the good is that I signed up for counseling this week. <gasps> Love that. Yeah. And I love a good counseling sesh too. I just need it. Like the other day, Ben, we were sitting on the couch and talking and he looked over at me and he said, do you think it's time to just go get some counseling? (laughs) And I was like, yes, yes, I do. I think it is time. And so I'm doing this new counseling. Uh, It's all online. It's, It's called Faithful Counseling. And another friend of ours has used it before. And so it's a really good price because you're not having to meet in person. It's You can either do it by phone or you can do it on video. I'm doing a video chat in a couple of days. And so, and then you can text them, like text with your counselor through their app, like all the time. I think this is so great because yeah. this is exactly what I need because I haven't found a counselor down here in South Florida. Guess what I've been doing though? On YouTube, they have some really great like, you know how a counselor will sometimes give you homework yeah. or exercises? They have that. And I've been working through some therapy exercises, oh. which it has been helpful, but I definitely need to do, you know, the, even if it is online, I think just having that sounding board, yeah, just getting mentally and emotionally healthy. Megan, I applaud you, sister. <laughs> you know, I feel like it's one of those things that we're like, nah, I don't want to spend the money on it. You know, uh, I'll get to it later. And I I just I just sat down. It is so easy. Like I just and this isn't even like a sponsored thing. <laughs> I just sat down and opened up the website, typed all the information in, and then they match you with somebody. So we'll see. I want to go be matched with a 
counselor too. I was going to say matched with somebody, but then that made it sound like I wasn't married. And I'm happily, <laughs> I'm happily married. It's not a dating service. Megan, what is, and this isn't sponsored, but what is that website again? Faithfulcounseling.org maybe? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. Yep. We'll link it. Um, that is really good. Now, my good seems kind of <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Mine was like makeup a few weeks ago, so it's all good. That's, it's <laughs> kind of what mine is. So for years in Texas, I had the best eyelash guy. Shout out to Jay. I miss him dearly. You want to talk about like therapy and a counselor? That was like my like every other week. You like, always had your lashes done. Always had my lashes done. It just did something for my confidence I didn't have to wear makeup. I just loved it. I have missed it dearly. And um, I could not just the price of it here in Florida. I just couldn't justify spending that kind of money until, you know, I don't know, the podcast really takes (laughs) off. (laughs) But I've missed my lashes. So guess what I did? Did Is there like a home kit or something or did you YouTube it? I watched a ton of YouTube videos and then I went out and bought, you know, real cheap, just like at Target, the lashes and I'm getting the hang of it. I know they don't look as good, but can you see them? Megan can see me on video right now. They do look good. So that is my good is I have found a cheap substitute for getting my lashes done and it's called myself. And doing it at home. It's like breathing life into your soul right now, isn't it? <laughs> it did. It and then I found a great new lipstick too to go with it. It's kind of a fall lip color. It's really darker. I usually wear a very bright red. I would you say this is in the red yes. category? Yes. Um, but it's a little bit darker. So it is a Maybelline Super Stay ink crayon. Okay. Have you ever tried those magnetic lashes. I have friends that sell the magnetic ones. They just like go right on with a little magnetic eyeliner. I have. Um, Let me tell you a little something about my eye shape. There are different eye shapes and those magnetic lashes come in a really, I have tiny eyes and they don't bend and fold. They don't just bloop on like how you just did. It's, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't do it. So yes, I have purchased the magnetic ones. I couldn't make it work. So what I did is I found individual, like little individual lashes and I watched the videos on how to glue. I watched a bunch of videos on how to glue. Oh, so it's glue like glued on. on? Yeah. It'll only last. The only thing I do miss about my lashes that I got done back in Texas is those would last for two or three weeks. This will only last for maybe two days. It's a it's a way more temporary. And how long did it take you to put them on? Um, like 20, 30 minutes. Okay, that's not bad. Mm-mm. Still a lot for two days. I mean, but it's feeding your it, soul, girl. It's I, feeding yes, your soul. I'm like it's absolutely <laughs> worth it. <laughs> you can I, tell I've never done that before. <laughs> I you, I'm a lash girl. There you go. That is my good for the week is something that made me feel good about myself and put together. I think it's more about being put together. I love it. So, okay. 
On this episode, you guys, we are diving into, Megan, like some cell phone talk, some social media stuff. Teenagers. Some teenage stuff, some parenting stuff. It got so real this weekend. Well, it was a couple weekends ago in my household. And I just thought we could chat about it. And Honest to God, we have tried to tackle this topic how many times, Megan? Way too many. Like, definitely more than twice. Yeah. We feel like it's super important, but every time we kind of dove into it, it got a little heavy or, I don't know, what would you say, Megan? Just... Well, I think it's hard because you and I are actually, you know, we handle smartphones and cell phones differently for our own families, our own kids. And, and so we were kind of trying to figure out like, okay, how do we share your perspective? But how do we share my perspective? And then we also realized there's another perspective out there that we're probably not even talking about. So this is like a fair warning of this isn't the complete picture that we're even sharing when it comes to teens and social media and cell phones, but this is just us, you know, and our experience. I think it's us in this moment today because it's changing so quickly too. What I do, you know, what I did a couple of years ago for Audrey has all of a sudden even changed. And so, you know, I think that's important to mention too is your your thoughts, your ideas, what you're enforcing, what you're not enforcing. I think that can change, you know, pretty quick as well. So, yeah, I mean, I think that for me, I didn't, well, really, Megan brought this up too. She was like, you know, we don't want this to be any kind of a downer of a topic. It's so important to talk about, you know, there, there is good stuff in here, um, talking about social media, cell phones with kiddos and just a few parenting things that we hope that you kind of walk away feeling like, okay, I learned something new Or, yeah, girl, I'm high-fiving you. Y'all, I'm doing the same thing. (laughs) Or y'all are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) A little mix. Probably a little mix of both. So um, what went down with Audrey, my teenager, I don't have her permission to share all the ins and outs and, like, every little detail. Which I don't blame her. Like, who wants that all over, you know? I don't either. And and I know that she has actually some of her friends that listen to the podcast, which I think is so stinking cute. Um, and so I definitely don't want to put her in an awkward situation either. But I did go to her and say, hey, I think it's really important because you as a teenager did some really incredible things in this situation. So I do want to preface the little sticky situation that we got into over the weekend. Um, she handled great. She didn't get in trouble. It wasn't her fault. She did awesome. I think that it was other people that put her in that situation. And so um, I wanted to talk about, it did involve her cell phone though Mm -hmm. and and conversations. And that's more what I want to dive into. So we're in the throes of kind of a this situation, me and Logan are trying to figure out what to do um, as parents and how do we approach this. And we have always told Audrey, I mean, for years we've told Audrey, just come to us, tell us, 
be honest with us, communicate with us. Please don't hide it. We won't get mad at you. You know, all of those things that you say as a parent, just trying to encourage them that they know they have this like safe place to come and tell you anything. Mm -hmm. We've said that for years. Tell us anything. So she does. She comes to me incredibly, tells me, is open and honest and says, hey, this made me feel really kind of yucky. It was inappropriate. I want you to know about it and told me every little detail of the whole thing. In that moment, I'm telling you, I wanted to go like rage case. <laughs> my As mouth, mama bear. Yep. My mouth wanted to drop open. I mean, everything inside of me was like screaming out, right? Outwardly. Yeah. But I don't know. It was like some divine intervention <laughs> because we all know I'm an I'm emotional and I can react really quickly with emotion. So it had to be a God thing. I just sat there and listened to her and shook my head and just kept saying, thank you for telling me this. Mm -hmm. Thank you for trusting me with this information. I didn't overreact. Thank God. I didn't blow a gasket. Thank God. And I think as parents, I did one thing right in this whole mess of a weekend situation. I did one thing right and one thing wrong. Friends, we've got a few juicy deals that we know you'll love. Do you need help navigating the smartphone world with your child? Whether they've had a smartphone for a while or they're begging for one right now, Info for Families has you covered with their Smartphone 101 online course. We just took it with our son, Davis, and it was full of great information. There are 10 short video lessons that get some critical conversations started for your family about the impact of smartphones. So head over to infoforfamilies.com and use the code MEGS25, M-E-G-S-2-5 for 25% off the online course. It is worth it. Our next juicy deal is with Castles and Cruises Travel with Brooke Hales. I will never plan another trip without Brooke. Right now, she's helping me with my vacations to Disney, Washington, D.C., and Boston. Her expertise is amazing, and she's helping me find the best places with the best deals. And y'all, using Brooke for your trips doesn't cost you anything. There is literally no extra fees. Why wouldn't you use her is my question <laughs> to you guys. So email Brooke today at Brooke at Castles and Cruises Travel.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-E at Castles and Cruises Travel.com to get your vacation started today. Okay. Well, we've got all of this info linked for you in our show notes and on our website at the Megspodcast.com. Let's get back to the episode. The one thing that I did right was in that moment, allowing her to have a safe place to tell me. Without judgment. Without any judgment. And right. it wasn't even stuff she was saying. It was just stuff she was receiving. Right. And so I just, as a parent, I want to encourage you guys out there that if you are begging your kid to communicate with you and to tell you stuff and to be open and honest... You cannot overreact to the information that they just trusted you with. Right. And that's really how I looked at it. She trusted me with that information. It's what are you going to do with it now that you've 
know it. And we talked through it calmly and collectively. Like we walked through the whole situation. There were ups and downs. There were tears. I'm not trying to like sugarcoat any of it. It was definitely a rough weekend and a rough time. The thing that I messed up on is in the back of my head all weekend long, I was continually praying in my head. I was praying over Audrey. I was praying over the situation. I was praying for me and Logan, just that we would have wisdom, that we would have um, compassion, that I was praying protection over Audrey, all these things in my head. And I never once told her that. Hmm. I didn't quickly enough point her back to our faith. And I, I regret that. Yeah. I wish that in the moment of turmoil, teenage turmoil, right? Right. Which is going to happen. be like a hashtag. <laughs> it is. It should be. In the middle of teenage turmoil, I was praying, but why didn't I tell her, hey, I'm praying for us. Like, So have you circled back around and told her yes, that? Yes. Okay. I did. I did. At, at the very end of the weekend, actually, I think it was actually Monday or Tuesday, I was like, hey, I just wanted you to know I should have more quickly pointed you back to our faith because that is important to us. Mm-hmm. And and it was a comfort to me. And as your mom, I messed up because it would have been a comfort to you in that moment too. And I think I was so busy trying to say the right thing and and make sure we handled the situation quickly. And as a matter of fact, and things like that, I was praying in my own head and I just forgot to do it. So I did something right. I did something wrong. I know, Meg. And we're all, I mean, how often does that happen in just our parenting? You know, like we, some days we get it right and some days we get it wrong. But I think what I love most about your story is that you went back and you told Audrey like, hey, you're awesome. Like, this is how I really appreciate how you handled it. But this is how I, you know, I dropped the ball too. And just realizing that we're humans, even as parents, and we're not always going to get it right. And I always think that our first kids are so much of our guinea pigs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like we're learning how to handle these situations, especially as they're getting into teenagers, because Davis just turned 13. And that's kind of how this whole thing really started coming up for us because you were sharing about this story with Audrey and um, we ventured into the iPhone world officially with Davis and like it's been blowing my mind. (laughs) (laughs) But I love, you know, y'all really approach this cell phone usage, social media stuff. Like we said a few minutes ago, we both approach it really differently, Mm -hmm. but it is out of, uh, I think we both approach it in love for our kids, Mm -hmm. with love for our kids, with love in mind for our kids, with protection in mind for our kids. Um, I really like how we, I think we are both doing a good job of kind of creating a safe environment for our children and not just a safe environment, you know, to like live and thrive in but also to mess up in. Yes. That is, I think, one of the most, oh gosh, important things as parents. I saw this, I don't know if you'd call it a meme or this like quote thing, um, maybe a week or two ago, and it had two options. And it said, you know, how is your kid going to respond? So do they, if they do something incredibly stupid, which we all know that 
they will <laughs> because right. they're kids. It's and not, we did, right? Well, like, it's, oh my it, gosh. It's literally not a matter of if they will, it's no. when. They when will, will, for right. sure. I mean, if we talked about some of the stupid things that we've done, ugh, like that would be an awful, funny episode for sure. But I saw this um, quote, it said, so let's say your kid does something stupid. Do they say, oh no, I messed up. My dad is going to kill me. Or, oh no, I messed up. I need to call my dad or my mom. Right. Like so different, right? And I want the kid that wants to come to me. Right, right. And us too. And that's why she did come to me, you know, and I was like, okay, I, in that one moment, I had a decision to make. And as parents, I feel like sometimes we're caught off guard and you're making these like snap decisions, but you've got to know in your heart, you know, like and trust your gut on some of it. And I just wanted her to know, hey, I've met what I've said all these years. You can literally tell me anything. And then I, you know, she was trusting me with that information. Had I overreacted in that moment, that would have been the ender. She would have never, she would have been like, whoa, that was real bad. I'm out. Mom lost it. I got in trouble. There was all kinds of bad things that just happened by me sharing this information. So guess what? Now I don't want to share anything with you. So I loved that meme that you had shared with me earlier, Megan. I mean, even just how funny is that, that a meme stuck with me? Yeah. I love it. Oh, no. Oh, no. I messed up. My dad is going to kill me versus, oh, no, I messed up. I need to call my dad. Yep. I mean, that's pretty powerful. So I do like that parenting style, which... You know me, every episode, I got to do a little research, get on the little webs. Did <laughs> the you Googles. know the Googles? There are four main parenting styles, and I did not know this. Okay. Do you want to know what some of them are? Actually, I I found an um, even more current one, and there are, um, what are you, like eight different parenting method methods. So um, there's authoritative, authoritarian. And they're very different, even though they sound the same. Mm-hmm. Permissive, neglectful, tiger, attachment, positive, helicopter, and outsource. Wow. All of those. I've heard of helicopter. Yeah, that's obviously, a common one. Obviously, unfortunately, I think we know, you know, there's neglectful, yeah. you know, the parents out there that just makes me so sad. Um, but some of the permissive, the authoritative versus the authoritarian. So the difference between the two, authoritative is going to explain why any punishment is necessary, but also offers clear structure and guidance. Hmm. It allows kids to learn from their mistake, is loving and nurturing towards their kids. So that's authoritative. Okay. I wish I was probably more like that. Authoritarian makes unilateral decisions, is less affectionate with kids, uses punishment to ensure obedience, sets strict rules and very high expectations. That's sad. We don't do, I mean, that's not us. We, or we try not to be that way, I should say. We, um, let's be honest, we all fail in parenting in certain moments. I I think, I mean, I'm reading through like even 
the tiger parenting method and then the helicopter parenting method, I could pick little things out of each out of each sure. one that I probably do. But it was just a good refresher to go back and go, oh, I probably need to look into these and make sure I am offering clear um, structure and guidance, but in a loving and nurturing way. You know, that's the authoritative yeah, method. We probably, the thing that we probably do the most with our kids, and I know we're really talking about parenting off the subject of phones. We'll get back to that in a second. But the parenting thing that we probably do the most of is if they, if our kids do something that clearly just wasn't a good choice, we don't just dish out, you know, um, what do you call it? What's the word I'm trying like to Like a, conse- a like consequence. A consequence. That's the word. We don't just dish out consequences. Usually we do a redo. Like, hey, that actually wasn't really a great way to say that or how you handle that. Would you like to try that again? Like if it's something, a word or they snapped at us or, you know, something like that where it's, you want to try that again real quick <laughs> before we go down the road of a consequence. And usually just that is a quick reminder of, Oh yeah, that was not a great way to handle that. Like we were, for an example, we were at a football game. Oh, this is a few weeks ago and it was Davis's football game. And during the game, the girls kind of just run around because we're at a small private school and they kind of run through the bleachers and have fun with their friends. And, um, there was 30 seconds left in the game, not very long at all. And so I found Landry and I was walking around to go get Reed. She was hanging out with her friend and she was right up on the bleachers. And I was kind of coming up, you know, the ramp from underneath. Mm -hmm. Yep. I was coming up the ramp and she saw me and she, I mean, in front of like everybody shouted out, I'm not leaving right now. Like with this just snappy, you know, thing. And I was like, Hey, can you come here for a minute? And so I walked her under the bleachers, bleachers where it was just us. And I was like, Hey, do you think that that was a great way to talk to me when you actually have no idea why I was coming to talk to you right now? And she just was like, Oh, sorry, mom. And uh, she said, but I don't want to go. And I said, I understand you don't want to go. There's actually only 30 seconds left. And I was going to tell you, hey, when the game is officially over, come meet me over by the gate, you know, and we'll head on out and head home and go pick up something for dinner. And, you know, but her, she thought that there was still a whole nother quarter of the game left, you know? And so she was super snappy about, I don't want to miss out with my friends. But it was just this moment for her of saying something that, you know, wasn't the kindest and just reminding her, hey, this is actually the context that I was going for (laughs) and talking to you about. And then we worked through it and moved on, you know, and it didn't, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a big thing. It was just a, a moment of teaching her how to respond, you know, in a situation. And allowing her to, she messed up. Yeah, It was a small mess up and not a big deal, but if we're not overreacting on the small things, they know we won't overreact on the big things. Right, it's right. all about that open line. You did awesome. It's just about communicating, really, yeah. like taking that moment. So we are learning lots about communicating right now because, like I said earlier, we just got Davis an iPhone, right? So our phone situation has been very different than y'all's. And I do want you to share how you guys have done it. Do you want me to start first? Yeah. I mean, I think that there's so much here to learn from each other because we do approach things really differently with phones and social media and even probably parenting. So I 
I'm going to sit back for a minute. I'm going to let you kind of talk about y'all's the phone situation that y'all have allowed with Davis because I feel like I need to learn a ton from you. <laughs> but then I don't mind. I don't mind talking about our perspective and how we've approached it too, because I know we have listeners out there that may identify more with me. So, yeah, I know. I think you hit it on the head or the nail on the head earlier in the episode, Meg, when you said that it's ever changing, like what you've, how you've handled it with Audrey could be drastically different than how you handle it with Haley. Just like how I'm handling it with Davis is probably going to be very different than how I handle it with my girls. And even from girl to girl, because there's a five-year difference between the two of them. And it's always changing. And so anyway, Davis, he's had his, we finally got him a phone during all the pandemic stuff. We had already planned on it. And it was, you know, I think April of 2020, we got him a phone. We did the Gab phone, uh, which I know has been one of our sponsors that we've shared. Um, We love it. And it will be the first phone that Reed has when we're at that point, uh, when we get to her. But, you know, there were some things we had the first generation one, so it didn't do allow for group texting. It didn't, you know, have some of those features that it has now, which is nice. Um, So it really was just a, you know, a phone, a smartphone that made calls, had text messaging one on one. And that's really about it. Um, And so for his 13th birthday, I mean, he's been begging us. He's not necessarily for a smartphone that group text messages, but he's like, mom, I don't want to be the only kid that's the green text bubble. (laughs) (laughs) He really wanted that iPhone blue text bubble. Like that was of a high importance to this kid. (laughs) That's so funny. We all have the friend. Totally. The green, the green bubble. Yeah. That's So he was like, mom, I got to be the blue text bubble. I'm like, I I hear you, buddy. Well, we totally played it off for his birthday. And we were like, you know, you just need to be satisfied with what you have, you know, pointing him in the other direction. Well, thankfully, we had somebody, um, a family member that had an extra iPhone that they had upgraded. And so we got it for free. And it was actually, it was cheaper for us to go that route then to upgrade him to the next Gab phone, you know, or another phone that allowed for group messaging and stuff like that. So we were like, all right, let's jump in. We'll do the iPhone. We're going to turn the group texting on because that's a feature that we value giving our kids more things as they show that we can trust them in more things, right? Like I don't want to send him off to college and he's never had a group text or social media before. Like, that would be awful, in my opinion. Um, but like we've just tried to wait to see when the best time is. So he's at a new school, meeting new friends. So we decided, yep, let's do do this for his 13th. So we got him an iPhone, but we still haven't turned the internet on. That's still one thing that we're okay. just not ready for him to have yet. Walk, because I know that there are people out there. Walk us through, how did you keep the internet off on his phone. Girl, it's not a perfect system. And this is what I'm probably learning the most because so we got him his phone. We switched from his old phone to his new phone. So his phone officially worked like in the last week. And um, (laughs) Meg, these kids are smart. Okay. So 
he his school uses Google Classroom and all the Google, uh-huh. the G mm-hmm. Suite stuff. And so he said, hey, can I put Google Classroom on my phone? I was like, yeah, of course. Like, why wouldn't you want to be able to check your school stuff? And he said, can I um, add the Google Docs too? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And then probably within 30 minutes, he came to me. And this was like a high five, you know, like, let me take you out for a shrimp dinner moment, kind of like Audrey was, where he came to me saying, hey, look what I just figured out. So we have it turned off, the internet turned off on his phone because you can set restrictions and then put it behind a password that only we know. And he doesn't have the app store or anything like that. We have all that password protected. But here's the catch, Meg. So he has, so one of his teachers posted a video on YouTube, right? On Google Classroom. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. he was like, mom, look what I can do. And he clicked on the video and it pulled up YouTube for him to watch that video. But now all of a sudden he can go into the search button and put anything and he can watch so any YouTube video. Just, so in, in his school classroom document, well, it's a Google classroom, Google but yes, classroom. Uh-huh. Yep. But there was a YouTube video that was appropriate that, yeah, the, that teacher the teacher posted, had, uh-huh. had them to watch. Yep. But from there, he, he can go and full search access to YouTube. Even though y'all have put all of the... Even though he does not have the YouTube app and he does not have access to the internet on his phone. Another thing that he figured out, and because then once he figured that out, I was like, oh man, Davis, I don't, like, that's crazy. Who, you know, who knew that that would happen? So now he was kind of on a mission, right? To like figure <laughs> out what else he could do. So this one blew my mind. So he took... um in the Google Docs, okay? Okay. He typed out the word google.com. And then he made it a link, you know, you can hyperlink things. Right. And then he clicked on his own link and it pulled up Google. Because the app that he was in that the Google Suite, Classroom Suite has access it that has app access has access to, to, to the, the internet. internet. So one thing that We've learned and been hyperlinked basically a word document. Yes, he hyperlinked google.com oh in a word document and then clicked on his own link that he just created. So he could have put any link, right? You know, like I don't know. The Meg's podcast. Yeah, he could have totally done <laughs> the Megspodcast.com. Ooh, let me go see what my mom was doing. Um, but yeah, so that's how he gained access. So of course he was so proud of himself. So he called Ben or yeah, Ben dad. And he was like, dad, look at what I figured out. And Ben goes, oh man, I totally forgot about that. Apparently there are apps that they have kind of their own built in internet. So it gives them a better user experience. If you don't have something on one of your devices, I don't know all the technical stuff, but I mean, that just blew our mind. So we're not he doesn't need Google Docs. So we took that. He was like, mom, I don't need Google Docs. You can delete that. But we are leaving the Google Classroom on there because there's a level of, you know, trust and trust. sharing, yep. you know, and looking at things. I will say one of the services that we're probably going to add is Bark, B-A-R-K. Um, they do a good job of monitoring text messages and certain apps and they and you can even set restrictions through their app on having downtimes on your phone. I know you can do that on the iPhone too. We do have that set, but it's a little bit more specific where you could set like a school, 
you know, downtime or a weekend versus, you know, weekday. So it gives you a little bit more flexibility there. So I think we're going to add that. It's not that expensive for the year. And it's just another layer of protection of kind of monitoring. So if I don't sit down and go through all of his text messages, you know, every single night, it'll still alert me if something pops up that seems off. That's good. I mean, I, we look at all of this like so differently and I, you know, we'll dive in here and tell you guys, we let Audrey have a phone. She was in fifth grade and, um, that's when Davis it was got a, his, it was an old phone of Logan's and mm-hmm. same kind of situation. We activated it. The reason we did it is Logan was traveling and I was juggling a full-time job, running a nonprofit event, and two girls, and he was traveling all the time. And yeah. I was taking them to softball and to choir and to wherever. And there was a situation where Audrey needed to get a hold of me because her um, like, you know, practice had ended before I thought it was going to end. And I was getting a phone call from a parent that I didn't know very well. She had to ask them to borrow their phone. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this isn't okay. Right, right. She has got to have some way to communicate with me. So she's had a phone since she was in fifth grade. Um, we have upgraded her phone over the years. You know, like as I've gotten an upgraded phone, she'll get my old one. Right. So she'll get the newer one or whatever. Most recently, when I say recent, it's been two years. But... We just went into our um, provider, our cell phone provider, and said, okay, we want to get the upgrade for me, and I want her to have this phone, but I want it to be kind of mirrored. Like, I want to be able to see really everything she's doing on her phone. I don't know how he did it. I didn't even know, (laughs) until you told me that a while ago, I didn't even know that you could do that, honestly. So it all has to do with your like account, yeah, Apple ID, right, and things like that, and how you set it up in the cloud, all those things. I, he literally did it. I did not. So um, Audrey does know that I can see really everything, everything mm-hmm. she's doing on her phone, um, but I don't have time. Obviously, this is funny to me because you texted her the other day and I I did. I, did. <laughs> I texted I did. Audrey and then I was like, it was for something about you, for you. And I was like, oh, crap. She can see her texts. <laughs> and I did it. I didn't see it. I don't go back and read through, you know, like. Everything, yeah. Aunts and uncles, you know. Right, right. I figure they're safe, whatever. I don't go back and read through everything. So I'm not one of those parents. I I will say that I probably do a lesser job of looking at it, sorting through it. But I do have a level of trust with Audrey. We've talked for many, many years. We have very open communication about um, even the uncomfortable conversations. Oh, for sure. You know, and I'll tell her, hey, I've got to talk to you about this. It's going to be uncomfortable. You may laugh. We may giggle, but we got to just talk about it. We got to get through it. So we have those conversations. What has been interesting to me over the last year when me and you have been talking about phones, we talk about it in such a different capacity. Like I put even in our notes, is a friend, is a phone a friend or a foe? Yeah. Because. And I think so much of that is because you have a girl and I have a boy. Right. 
because y'all look at it as like we are trying to protect him. It's a it's a weapon. This can harm can Davis, mm-hmm. and it can be. And I view the phone for Audrey in such a different way. We have such different perspectives on it. It is like protection and safety for her. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about in like um, going out and being with friends and spend the night situations and at school situations. That is my lifeline to her. And it's her lifeline to me mm-hmm. and to Logan. And so like we view this phone as like something that can offer like safety and protection for her. Yeah. We use Life. You mentioned Bark. We use Life 360. Yeah, we looked um, into that as well. I think we had issues with that because of our mesh router. I think that like it. I don't know if it works as well with that. The geo tracking, whatever stuff yeah, on it, whatever it is. So, but I'm interested into doing a little bit more research on this Bark because um, right now we just have the free version of the Life 360, and I do like a lot of components on it that allows me to kind of see where she's at. I can put in landmarks. I know where landmarks she's Mm -hmm. getting close to or what she's left. She rides the bus. So like I have the bus stop on there, things like that. Um, But I feel like Bark may go a step above and beyond, a few steps above and beyond. Like you said, them monitoring the text messages and things like that so that I don't have to sit and read them at night. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I have had, I'm not going to lie. So this whole new group texting thing has been kind of fun, like to see Davis experience. And he's only had it for like a week now, but they have like a, and we're in a small private school. So they have a, um, a text thread for a bunch of the football players, the seventh and eighth grade football players together. And then text thread that they call schoolboys. B-O-I-S. Always. Oh, how cute. <laughs> and it has been very funny. And we've had a lot of good conversations about like group texting etiquette. Like don't be the goober that, you know, over text and then they are annoyed with you and get kicked out and um, or change the picture of the group all the time because so this is, this is the big thing. He was like, mom, thank you. So he gave me a hug yesterday. Mom, thank you so much that I have the blue text bubble because all of us do. And that means we can name our group. (laughs) So happy to help son. (laughs) But there is like etiquette. There is. Okay. So I, now I don't, I don't know bark. We haven't really used it a whole lot. So like that's not like a sponsored thing, but this is something that I stand behind a hundred percent. So we have family friends, y'all's, ours, the the Coleman family, um, the Johnsons, Barrett and Jennifer Johnson, absolutely adore them, and they have a ministry called Info for Families, uh, InfoForFamilies.com is I think what it is, and um, but Barrett created this online course called Smartphones One Hundred One. So part of Davis getting his phone is we required him to sit down and do this online course with us. And it was Barrett and he talked through, you know, gosh, I think there might've been seven or eight lessons. They were super short, like, gosh, eight or 10 minutes long, not very long, but it just sparked some great conversation. Even though he's technically had a smartphone for a while, he hasn't had all the features of a smartphone Mm -hmm. that he can now have some more of on an iPhone. And so I think one of my favorite ones was a whole session on texting and um, texting with friends. And one of the things that I love that he said, I think it was like 10, 10 good 
tips or something for, you know, texting with people. Um, but one of the things Barrett said is don't use, like, don't get somebody's phone number to become a friend with them, like be friends with them and then exchange numbers. So you have a relationship outside of a phone. Right. Um, so it just sparked a lot of great conversations uh, that we've been able to have. But I really have been giggling over watching all these boys on a text message thread. <laughs> <laughs> we do love Barrett and Jennifer Johnson and their ministry at Info for Families. Um, and we actually have a code for our listeners for that specific course that they offer, right? Yes. So we will link it in our show notes and we'll put it on our website, but it's info for families is the ministry. And they have, if you click on their uh, page that says resources, then you can, they have books that they've written, which highly recommend all of their books. We actually just bought one of them to go through with Davis um, as well. But then you'll scroll down and you'll see smartphones 101, their course. And you can use the code MEGS25 and get 25% off. And it's not super expensive. It's well worth every penny. And it has at the very end a contract, a phone contract, which we're going to sit down and um, do with Davis. Just some reminders of, you know, kind of the boundaries, you know, that we are going to set with him having a cell phone and what that looks like. I think that's so great. I mean, and I love this idea of kind of like parenting, continuing education for you and for your child. Maybe I'm thinking about this because Audrey is fixing to go take driver's ed, do driver's training. But this idea of, well, even myself, like um, when I was working in the insurance industry, we were continually doing more education. We had to have continuing ed classes. And I think parents, we forget to do that. Right. We have to grow and learn and continue to adapt. And so do your kids. So like this idea of, you know, we take driver's ed and we get Mm -hmm. our learner's permit and then we go out, you're giving them a vehicle, which could be a weapon, right? Something huge and big. I just like this analogy of it's really the same thing with a phone. It could be a weapon, but it could also be a great resource and a great tool. But along with both of those, you need to like continue growing and learning in that capacity. I don't do real good at analogies. Did I nail that? Or I don't think I did. Hey, I understood (laughs) it. It's all good. But I think that that's why, you know, some people might think, oh, a phone contract. What's that? Well, I love it because it just sets the expectations up front, right? Like we've never let Davis have a phone in his room at night. We don't charge it in his room. We charge it downstairs with us. Um, You know, we have on hours and off hours of, you know, it doesn't really come on until maybe 730 in the morning and then it kind of shuts down by 830 or nine at night. Um, Because in even on the iPhone, he, he even got on and set his like, off time. You can do that on the iPhone where you can set your like, do not disturb or whatever. Mm -hmm. He said it himself. And, um, and I kind of laugh because he went to bed last night and then at 1030, he's still getting texts on this text thread. And I was like, oh my gosh, go to bed people. (laughs) Like, (laughs) why are you still texting at night? But that's part of why we don't put it in his room, you know, because we want him to get a good night's rest and not worry about what who's, you know, calling him or texting him or whatever, but. So 
as he grows up, do you think some of those will adjust and change? Some of those restrictions now will adjust and change. Um, some like he doesn't have social media now, but we'll let him get, have social media before mo- in high school. We'll do it in right. high school sometime. Um, I don't know if honestly, if we'll do the phone in the room for a really long time, there's just a, been so many things that we've read over the years of studies of it. There are some kids that have a hard time winding down at night mm-hmm. if they know that there's a possibility that somebody might message them or text them. It's probably a higher um, problem for people who are already on social media because they want to see, you know, what's happening versus just a text or a call. Yeah. I don't know. That's my guess. But I don't know if we'll go that route. You know, we'll just have to, for Reed, most definitely, it'll probably never be in her room because she's my social butterfly. <laughs> She'll want to be, she would be on. on that phone all hours of the night if I let her. And that's just, I think that will be Haley too, yes. but it's not Audrey. So just so you guys have a different perspective is Audrey has social media. She has, um, what are the two that we let her have? She has TikTok, TikTok and Snapchat. And so, um, and she also charges her phone in her room. So just to let you guys know, like we're not out here just, I, I don't want anybody listening, feeling like, oh, I'm doing it I'm wrong, doing it wrong or anything like that. We approach this very differently, have different perspectives. I really, uh, it was when we moved here to Florida, Mm -hmm. um, Audrey just had a really hard time. Like middle school is hard, man. The kids are just mean, mean. And anyways, she, um, had a rough go of it at the beginning and was not making friends. And this is my kid who had tons of friends in Texas and we were just seeing this like we were just kind of watching it unfold before our eyes and it was heartbreaking and it was sad and she would ask us on the daily I'm not going to make a friend until I can give somebody my snap chat like it's not number or what is it whatever I don't know I I obviously don't have snapchat (laughs) handle is it your handle your handle name yeah your handle name and so me and Logan talked about it, prayed about it for a couple of months and it got to, cause I think we also wanted to see, Oh, well, we'll give it a few months. Surely somebody will start talking to her or somebody, will, you know, whatever. And it was not happening. Her very first friend that she made in Florida was because we finally let her set up a snap and she gave him her handle. And that was her very first friend. And it's a sweet friend. It wasn't anything bad or inappropriate. Like they've been a great friend. Had we not done that, I don't know where she would have. Right. But I love that you guys saw that that was a need for her, you know, but it isn't for us yet. So I think this is why I kind of have, have wanted to talk about it, but been uneasy about talking about this social media and parenting is because I feel like the actions that me and Logan have taken and the kind of path that we've let Audrey go down is really judged, heavily judged, um, looked down upon whatever you want to say. And I was not really super happy about going, Hey, will we let our kid have social media and here's why, and here's why 
it worked and was okay for us. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I, I was a little ske- I was a little nervous, a little skeptical about you know having this conversation, but I also knew it was really important to say, hey, it's healthy and it's okay to trust your kiddos with some things. Just have some boundaries. Here's a perspective that is different from mine. And I can learn from that, just like you're hearing my perspective and maybe learning something new from the way me and Logan approached it. But I think that the part that is important in what you just said is that you are a part of it. Like you don't just give her these things. I don't just give my son these things and then step away and don't watch. I think that that's the part that's so important is that we continue to stay connected and communicating about it, not just releasing it and never talking about it. Right. Because they do have access to yeah, anything and everything. literally anything and, and everything. Yeah. And I think that that's good, you know, I, because it's just different. Like we, we didn't grow up with this, you know, and all our kids know is technology and we remember a day without it, you know. I know. I've laughed about this. I think I even said it on another previous episode that my girls were shocked to learn that like I didn't always have Google. (laughs) (laughs) What did we do without Google? I mean, for real. Or Google Maps. Like I was trying to think of, I drove and didn't have a map on my phone. How did I know where to go? Do you remember MapQuest? Yes, I do remember. Like you would um, print it out before you got in the car. (laughs) Or what was the big book um, that people would yes, use? like the map book up. or whatever. My dad but it had a name. always I had one. <laughs> oh, I wish I could think of the name of that. Yes, I remember those Yeah, too. it's just totally different. And I'm not a young mom, a young hip mom that knows all the ins and outs of things. I will say this, that there's a um, – we learned about this from our school. There's a, a, I don't know, a group, ministry, something called Act. Axis, A-X-I-S, Axis.org. And they have for free, you can do like their paid memberships, but for free, they have this thing called a culture translator. And every Friday you get an email and it kind of gives you the the lowdown, the information on culturally what's happening in a teenage, like what are teenagers seeing on YouTube, on social media, what are they saying? What are new slang words? What are trends that oh, are happening in a teenager's world? I need to definitely look yeah, at that. Yeah, I just signed up for it and I'm already like, okay, I'm ready for Friday so I can learn all the things. <laughs> because I was learning the other day, uh, Audrey was saying, well, that's sus. Yeah, oh, that was on there. That was one of the things that was on there. Like yeah, suspect so y'all go, kind of thing. Yeah, yes. Yeah, like suspicious. suspicious. Okay. Y'all go check out access.org. I'm going to also, you're going to hear me use all of all the, the teenage slang, slang words. words. <laughs> Should we have an episode where that's all we do is see how many slang words we can use? We could. At the beginning, we could go through some slang terminology. Oh, oh it, it even well, shares uh, emojis. Like if they use certain emojis and what they actually mean. You know what? I actually do need a translator for that because I was using an emoji that looked completely innocent to me, but meant something like the eggplant or peach, or there are other things that have other meanings. (laughs) Just saying, like, I just say it. We need to know these things. (laughs) 
we'll have a whole we'll have a whole other episode on all the slang. But I appreciate you just chatting through this subject and kind of our different perspectives on cell phone usage, social media, how we approach it as parents differently, even our parenting styles. Um, we will try and put up all kinds of links to um, the resources that we mentioned. I do have a PDF document on the different parenting styles and the parenting methods. So we will put that on um, our website too. As always, you know, it's good to laugh and have fun on our podcast, but we do like to talk about the serious things that matter yeah, too. Absolutely. So. And we hope that in some way this episode has been helpful, whether it's just giving you a lot of great resources to go check out and figure it out on yourself or just realizing that it's okay to have a different opinion than the people closest to you and you need to trust your parenting gut, you know, on what yep. is good for your kid and yep. own it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Hang in there, parents. We want to tell you, you've got this. We think you guys are doing an awesome job. And thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss next week's new episode. I don't even know what we're talking about, but it's going to be awesome. And of course, don't forget to squeeze the good today. Thank you so much for listening to the Meg's podcast today. Before you sign off, be sure to find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Meg's podcast because we really want to connect with you. And just a reminder, we are listener supported. We have six different ways that you can support us and be a part of the Meg's podcast. There's a link in the show notes of every episode and it's on our website at themegspodcast.com. You can also find our shop there with a lot of cute merchandise. We'll catch you guys on the next episode and don't forget to squeeze the good today.